Here's a question for you. How do you define customer experience? For the most part, the term is used pretty interchangeably with customer support, and that narrowness is at the root of many modern CX problems. Joining me today is Colin Chow, the Global Managing Partner at 21st Century Brand. Colin is a diagonal thinker with brand strategy experience, so I was interested in exploring this question with him, particularly as it relates to the crossover between brand and customer experience. Let's dive right in. Thanks so much for joining us today, Colin. I'm excited to have you. Thanks, Per. I'm really excited to be here. Where are you dialing in from today? I'm in San Francisco Bay Area, so enjoying a nice 70-degree day here in the Bay Area. Oh, that sounds so nice. Could do with some Giardelli chocolates right about now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Well, I'd love to kick it off and have you tell us a little bit more about 21st Century Brand and your role there. Yeah. Uh, 21st Century Brand is a brand consultancy. We have headquarters in San Francisco and London. Um, our purpose really is to challenge brands to meaningfully impact the most urgent issues of our time. We do that by accelerating purposeful growth of the world's most influential brands. So sometimes we like to talk about ourselves as the purposeful growth company because we very much believe that you can build brands that seamlessly blend doing good with doing good business. And a lot of our founding DNA comes from the experience of building Airbnb into the brand that it is today. Um, you know, a very purpose-led brand, creating a world where anyone can belong anywhere. But a lot of the lessons in building that um, helped us realize there's actually a playbook for building a really influential 21st century brand. And that's what we want to do is work with as many of the uh, brands out there as possible to make them into truly influential 21st century brands. And so we work with um, what we call rising stars, but also purposeful planets. Rising stars are high growth startups, often in the tech space. And they include Pinterest and Instacart, Peloton, Nextdoor, many more. But equally, we work with pur purposeful planets, so those companies that have been around um, sometimes for centuries. Um, the Mars, the LinkedIn's, the Warner Media's and HBO's of the world. And they want to learn how to act like a 21st century brand so they can disrupt themselves before they just get disrupted. So that's 21st century brand or 21CB. And my role at uh, 21CB is I'm global managing partner. So I run our North American business. Awesome. I think it's a great introduction. I'm writing a lot about purpose and what it means to be a 21st century brand and disrupting yourself before someone else does. I think that's a whole podcast episode in and of itself. <laughs> that would be a fun one to do. <laughs> next time, next time. Um, but I, I do want to continue the conversation going a bit deeper on brand. And I think you're probably one of the best people to define what that is for our audience. So how would you define a brand? Mm, such a great question. If you ask 100 people, even in our industry, you get 100 different answers. And sometimes the answer depends on who the audience is. I think for, for marketers and, and people who are really um, in the brand space, sometimes I talk about it as it's just the emotional response that someone has when they encounter your product, your service, your company, whatever it is. A lot of times we work with companies where people come from a financial background or an engineering background. Um, and then it sometimes makes more say, f sense to say that brand is just the interface between your business and the communities you serve. But let's put it in human terms. If we think about a company as a person, I think it's fair to say that the brand is the soul of that organization. 
Um, and if you think about it as the product or service is their body, marketing is their clothes, the way they show up, their accessories, support is how they behave socially. The brand is who they are fundamentally. The brand is the soul. And if you think about it that way, it becomes easy to see how brand impacts everything else. If you're feeling active and healthy, your body changes, the way you show up changes, you have different motivations, you might wear certain clothes, and based on your personality, you might interact in certain ways. And so we often talk about that with our clients, that really our job is just to extract and define the soul of the company. We're not inventing it. It's already there. How do we just pull that out and distill it into something that's really powerful? Uh, so if you kind of extrapolate that a bit and make it a little bit more tangible, what we do at 21CB is we work with brands and companies to define that foundational brand strategy. And our belief is brand is foundational. It's the foundation on which the entire company builds. And there's a misperception, I think, that brand is just a marketing or communications object. And that drives me nuts because brand is actually something that touches everything that the company does. Uh, it drives everything for the company and it, from the business strategy to the product experience, whether that's literally a product you could touch or a service or a marketplace, whatever it is, basically anything a business provides to customers. So once you have that starting point, the brand as foundation, you can build anything from there. And then everyone in the company has to be aligned and consistent in building that brand foundation. I love what you've said that the brand exists, like it's already there. It's just about defining it and harnessing it and making sure that it's being applied across the entire business. Um, and I'm really interested, even the examples you gave at the beginning that, you know, it's an emotional response. It's the interface where you're interacting. It's the soul. It's, it is all encompassing. Um, and, and I think in my world where we tend to see brands show up is in the customer experience. That's really the area where I'm most interested in understanding um, how does a brand come to life? And generally, when I when I talk to leaders about um, customer experience, they equate it to customer support, uh, which obviously isn't the whole story because you've basically defined that the, the brand sort of transcends the in, entire customer journey. It's not only something I experience when I am a customer. It's also the feeling that I get when I walk into your store or when I visit your online marketplace. Um and so we, we like to think about customer experience as the sum of all of those interactions, right? It is the interface where I connect with your human agents. It is the emotional response that I have out of that interaction um, and, and what I feel about your business. So if I go back to your analogy of, you know, the, the brand is the soul, um, how do you, would you say that customer experience as it relates to brand ends up being more about a reputation than anything? Mm, it's interesting. I feel like we could just spend an entire hour uh, busting misperceptions out there. I love the misperception that, um, as you put it, customer experience is just about support. Because um, I think that's not true. I think customer experience is much more holistic than that. And to your point, yeah, it is, I think it is fair to say that brand and reputation, um, there's a lot of overlap between those things. Um, sometimes we say brand is what, what people say about you when you're not in the room. And if you think about it that way, your brand or your reputation, it's not just based on the moments when things go right. People don't just think about your reputation based on what you can control. A lot of times your reputation or your brand is based on when things go wrong, when they don't go as expected, when you don't think people are watching you. Um, that's how we really shape both our personal reputations. And then by extrapolation, that's how brands shape that too. So I think that's why, in my opinion, customer experience is so fundamental to the brand 
And again, brand is not just a marketing campaign. It's not just advertising. It's the way that you show up in every single interaction with the customer. Uh, And that's why at 21CB, when we define brand strategy, we're very agnostic about where it comes to life. Yes, often the work that we do eventually leads to brand campaigns or employee value propositions or visual ID and design refresh. All of those things can come out of brand, but just as important, we have found that customer experience is one of the most important places for companies to take action on that brand strategy. And I think it really ties back to you know, our belief. Our, our name is 21st Century Brand. So as you can imagine, we have a very strong point of view of what, what you need to do, what you need to excel at to be a 21st century brand. And we say there's four pillars. Number one, you have to be purpose-led. So you ensure that your scale benefits the communities you serve. The second is you're community-driven. So you galvanize all aspects of your community through meaningful incentive and mutual value creation. And when we say community, it's not just a customer audience. It also includes employees and partners and influencers and everybody in that um, cohort. Then the third pillar is being tech-enabled. You have to um, have world-class data-driven innovation that can scale globally, but also connect emotionally. And the fourth is being narrative-based. You have one shared story that unifies all of your, your stakeholders. Now, if you think about what customer experience is, it's really the intersection of that second and third pillar. It's being community-driven and it's being tech-enabled. Um, and it does much more than that. But when we talk to our clients about being excellent at these four pillars, I think customer experience really hits at being excellent in pillars two and three. And then that helps you to be narrative-driven, helps you to tell your story. So all of that to say, I think I think you're exactly right that... that um, Customer experience is foundational to the brand experience, and and it helps you build your reputation, your brand, however you want to talk about that, in a way that goes much more beyond just ads. Yeah, I like what you're saying about the the combination of being community-driven and tech-enabled. And I think maybe once upon a time, uh, brands didn't have to be tech-enabled in order to be community-driven and really deliver a customer experience to be proud of. But if you're dealing with 21st century companies or these planets that have been around for a long time that want to disrupt themselves, I think there's this realization that they have to be tech enabled in order to deliver on, on what people are expecting from a business in this, in this century. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and you have to meet the customer where they are. You know, in, the, in the old days, um, you'd pick up a phone and call customer service. And I think today people want a much wider range of of ways to interact with brands and they don't always want to talk to somebody. I know I don't. Sometimes I just, you know, want to have a chat with somebody and that resolves my issue. And and I I almost hate that when I have to pick up a phone and talk to a human being, but if I do, then I want someone to be there to help. Yeah. You want it to be great. Exactly. Exactly. Tech enabled doesn't mean just technology. It means that it's tech enabling the humanity of the companies to come forward. Oh, I love that. The humanity of the company. Let's talk about that for one second. I, can we talk about how the people in a company are brand ambassadors? How do they become stewards of the brand when they're interacting with customers? Mm, I love that question. I think, you know, again, there's, there's often a misperception inside companies that the people who represent the brand, they sit in marketing. Um, and that's not true. The people who represent brand sit across every function in the company. And that's why when we work with clients, we always insist on having a cross-functional leadership team uh, it can't just be the CMO at the table or the CEO. There has to be the chief product officer and the chief people officer, the chief customer officer. All of them have to come together and align, number one, at a leadership level, that brand is everybody's role. 
And then once you get that alignment, you can really drive that deep into the organization uh, and get everyone to understand that that you know, every interaction that a customer has really is an opportunity to build a, a greater brand impression. Um, and that's what really successful companies do. You know, just as one example, we've been working with a company called Facet, uh, and they have an incredible leadership team. Um, uh, Anders Jones is the co-founder CEO, and Shruti uh, Josie is the, the COO. And they have an incredible team there that is working to change the game in financial planning. And we work them to define a brand strategy that's rooted in this idea that financial planning, number one, should be more accessible to more people. And number two, that financial planning can actually drive personal growth for you as, a, as an individual, not just the growth of your assets. It's a really foundational way of, of you know, different way of changing the role that financial planning has in people's lives. And after we define the brand strategy, one of the first things they're doing is actually cascading that across every team and organization, um, from sales to customer experience and, and social. Like every, everybody is really foundationally playing a role in, in becoming that brand ambassador. And I love that. I love that ambition. I love that kind of care and thoughtfulness in which they're rolling it out. Because for everyone, even support agents, every interaction is an opportunity for them to represent the brand. Not only is it good for the brand, but if you think about from the employee experience, how motivating is that? That you're not just putting out fires or dealing with upset customers, um, but you're really solving issues for, for customers in a way that's going to create a better perception of the brand overall. And so really understanding that, really understanding how you, no matter what level you're in the organization, uh, how you are helping to fulfill the purpose of a company that to me is really exciting because that's how brands come to life. It starts from the inside before it can reach the outside. I love that you've brought it back to the opening question we had around purpose and being purpose-driven. I think it, it's definitely motivating uh, for anyone to know that when you're interacting with someone, it's, it's you know, usually when I when I have to speak to a human at a company, it's because I've already tried to solve my problem and I'm, I'm probably frustrated that I, that I got to this point. But if I get to that person and they are aligned to the purpose and the brand mission and they're exuding the soul of the company, I don't know. I just think it does humanize the company. It does humanize that interaction. And it's actually, I think it's better for parties on both sides of the conversation. Yeah, I, I think you can tell, right, when someone is just there and they're checking the boxes and doing the job. And then you can tell when someone is really motivated, believes in the purpose of a company, and then it becomes so much more um, easy and transparent and natural for that person to represent the brand if they understand what their role is and they really buy into the purpose of the organization overall. Totally agree. All right. I think I want to move on now to the audience question that was submitted, which is, what happens when the brand and the customer experience are not aligned? What are the downstream effects of that? Mm, super interesting. So if they're not aligned, I mean, let's go back to the analogy we were talking about at the beginning of our conversation. If a brand is a person and it's your soul um, and the customer experiencing, let, let's say that's how other people experience you. And if those two things aren't aligned, then the person is saying and thinking things about themselves that aren't true in practice. And if you think about this in real life, if you've ever met somebody who is saying and doing one thing, but you know it's not authentic, it's not true to who they are, There's even if it's subconscious, there's a gap there and you don't trust them. Um, you don't want to spend time with them. In fact, you want to run the other day, way because we all have really good instincts as people or as consumers or as customers that when what you do and say doesn't line up with the, the real intention of that company, 
or that person, you just have this sense of inauthenticity um, that that's going to prevent you from wanting to create and spend more time with them or create deeper engagement with them. So that's really what it is. Um, when it's not aligned, you, uh, you push customers away, right? And brand strategy for it to really be effective, it has to be brought to life consistently. You can't do it four out of every 10 times, eight out of 10 times. You have to be doing it every single time because it's much easier to lose a, comp a, a customer uh, with one bad interaction um, than to gain them, right? So the consistency becomes such a powerful part of that. And when those two things aren't aligned, you can see brands really struggle with that. Um, and that's why it's so important, again, to, to define a truly... Um, a real purpose. We don't invent things. It has to be at the soul of the company, of the leadership, because it'd be like me saying to you, Perry, I'm going to give you a different personality. Now I'm going to make you act a different way. It doesn't work, right? I have to understand what's inside of you. And maybe you might want to change little aspects of it or the way you show up, but you can't fundamentally change the soul of, of what a company is or what a person is. I think you've made such a good point about trust and and how it's broken when you feel like what someone is saying and doing are not in alignment with each other. Like I can relate to that on a personal level when you're just like, ooh, that doesn't make sense or this person is confusing to me and it it doesn't make you feel very comfortable. And I imagine that if you're if you're a business like like Airbnb or even Fawcett who's like helping people with their their money, trust is so important mm. to earning business and retaining business. And so if we take it back to earlier in the conversation where we talked about, you know, the sum of my my experience with the brand or my perception of the brand is the sum of all of the interactions I have with them. You make an excellent point that, you know, you can't deliver four out of 10 times. You have to deliver That's every right. time. There has to be this consistency. Um, and and so I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down about the consistency of the brand energizing every area of the business and, and everyone at the company being a representative of that brand. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think it's also important to think about the customer experience very holistically. You know, we work with a lot of companies that are multi-sided marketplaces. They have a lot of different communities. Um, Instacart is a great example of this. Instacart brings you groceries, so you are a customer, but they also have shoppers who go out and get it. Um, they have retailers, they have advertising partners. Um, for Instacart, and credit to the leadership there, one of the things that they recognized after we defined a brand strategy was, number one, how do we help drive this into the employee experience? Employees are another form of customer, so we help them with their employee value proposition and values. But importantly, they also recognized they weren't doing enough for their shoppers. Um, and, and this was really critical. And I think, again, to the point of being aligned with purpose. Um, they realized that they weren't taking care of their shoppers. And if you don't take care of the shoppers, the shoppers can't take care of the customers, uh, the end customers, right? And so we help them define some shopper commitments and real actions, uh, live phone support, in-store navigation. Uh, these are all things that they were working on and just tying it together in a way that really showed, hey, we actually have the best intentions um, for shoppers. And sometimes what a shopper needs and what a, what a consumer needs are, are going to be a little bit at odds, but we're here for them. And ultimately at the end of the day, it all creates a better customer experience. So I think that's part of it too. You know, it's not just about being consistent, but being holistic and thinking about all the ways um, that you can help your customer, even if it's not as direct as it might seem on the surface. Oh, it's such a good example. Okay, I want to dive in now to uh, one of our final segments about the best and worst brand interactions that you've had. So we ask everyone on our quest to discover why the brand interaction, in, sorry, why the brand interaction gap exists. Uh, what are, um, let's start with the, 
maybe without naming any names, one of the worst brand interactions that you've had with a brand recently? Oh, there's so many. Um, and I'm tempted to put some brands on blast. <laughs> but I won't. I'll, I'll refrain. I'll say, um, perhaps no surprise, but, but I'm shocked, really, at how bad the interactions continue to be in the health insurance and healthcare sector. Uh, and it goes back to authenticity, Perry, because I see, and I won't name my health insurance provider, but I see a veneer of technology and brand language. They've made it much more cheerful. They've kind of taken some of the superficial lessons of how a brand should show up. Um, so I can kind of see that, but the experience is still frustrating. And it's totally broken, whether it's a useless search for providers that are actually a network or Recently, I submitted a claim for, for um, glasses for my son, and they got rejected because they said it, it's diabetes care. <laughs> you know, so um, very minor things, but when in the aggregate, it just goes back to the point that, you know, no matter how much gloss you put on a brand, at the end of the day, customer experience, there, there has to be, there can't be a gap. It feels inauthentic. Especially when you're talking about health and money. I think mm -hmm. it puts a premium on trust and the, and the quality of the experience. Absolutely. Uh, now let's talk about one of your best brand interactions and, and what made it so special. So maybe here you want mm. to share the brand name. It's totally up to you. Yeah. Well, I, just to stay in the same area of, of healthcare, I do think one brand that's done an incredible job is One Medical. Um, and One Medical has been in the news. They just got acquired by Amazon. So I'm be very curious to see how those two companies uh, pull together, because Amazon also does some really interesting things on their side. But uh, One Medical provides, um, um, try to think of the right way to describe it, uh, for a fee, you get access, uh, faster access to medical care. Um, but it's also the way that they've set up the interactions. Everything is very warm, very human onboarding experience, even though it's all done through technology. Um, after you visit a provider, they send a post-visit follow-up. It just feels connected. It feels real. It feels all kind of seamlessly connected to the brand that they've been building. And it feels like someone has thought carefully about the customer journey. What is it like? What is it like to feel nervous and scared um, uh, or have questions? And has really created a customer experience that helps to make what can be a very terrifying, nerve-wracking, stressful um, industry into one that actually you have warm feelings about, which which seems incredible. Yeah, the the first thought that came to mind was, oh, this is a really thoughtful approach, and so I'm glad you said mm. it. Sounds like someone really thought about my experience as a customer. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So with that, I'd like to highlight some of the key takeaways that I have from today's discussion, so that listeners can turn this conversation into action. The first is that you have a brand, whether or not you've intentionally defined it. It's in your best interest to purposely define your brand. Number two, your brand should transcend silos and be a guiding light for teams across your organization, not just for customer support. And finally, every time your brand interacts with a customer is an opportunity to build trust and establish a relationship. Ensure that you're looking at the customer journey holistically and offering a consistent experience that best reflects your brand. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Colin. We really appreciate it. How can people get in touch with you? Thanks so much for having me, Perry. This was a blast. Um, people can find me on LinkedIn, connect me on LinkedIn. If you want to find out more about 21st Century Brand, you can email hello at 21cb.com. That's the best way to get in touch. Awesome. Thank you, Colin. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Now Brands Talk. 
If you have any burning brand interaction questions or would like to give us feedback, you can email us at podcast at ada.support. We'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to hear more conversations about closing the brand interaction gap, subscribe to Now Brands Talk wherever you like to listen to podcasts.